Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, we're being warned we are in for a cost of living shock in the coming months. If you thought it was bad now, wait until inflation hits 8.5%, as is forecast by the experts. As negative as this may sound, we are going to take a look at ways to manage your money that may help. Firstly, we're going to take a listen to some of what's been said around inflation and the cost of living on Limerick today. This is not the government's fault. I mean, what has happened with inflation is a global phenomenon. Inflation everywhere is currently running at the highest level in 20, 30 years uh, for a couple of reasons. One is COVID-19 because during periods of intense restrictions to varying degrees around the world, production capacity was seriously damaged as factories and stuff were closed down because of COVID. Um, We had serious issues with shipping, shipping containers, the scarcity of shipping containers all around the world. So when economies start to reopen, suddenly you had this massive bout of repressed demand coming back into the system. Supply was limited. Prices start to rise. There are very intelligent people saying, look, the goal was that this would end 2022, potentially early 23. It's now pushed into at least 2024. So government need to put in some some elements of consideration for a lengthier support mechanism. This does not impact everybody in the same way. And those on low income, middle income, um, and particularly low pay and, and welfare are really struggling. Business is passing on the costs. They can't absorb them. There was a day that they could have. We've just exited um, COVID to all intents and purposes. We're, we're struggling with the after effects of Brexit. Everything is coming across to us at, at, as an island at a cost. So they're passing it on. If it's being passed on, a, a point comes where either people start to run into real-time debt where or arrears on bills because they can't pay them because something is determined that they must pay. For example, they must pay their rent, they must pay their mortgage, and what's left after that is to try and pay for energy bills, food bills, um, motor bills, etc., and everything that follows from that. See, electricity and gas bills coming in, they are going very high, and we know that they're getting higher. Is that not going to remedy anytime soon. Then when you go to the grocery store and you're buying your groceries, they're more expensive. And you can kind of understand why, especially when things are being brought in from abroad. Cost of logistics is more, but it means that your grocery bill is more expensive. I was looking at um, prices for uh, a lunch, family lunch. Um, not many people. The first hotel I went to in Limerick, I was like, oh, that's a bit dear. It's gone up a fair bit now. And then I checked around as I did shop around it was high everywhere, you know, and that's a sign, I think. Now people have to think twice about it because it's so much more expensive than it was before the pandemic. There's no one in this country who, especially people on limited incomes, they do shop around. They know the price of everything because they're so, their core being. I'm lucky enough, I'm, I'm working towards my husband. But like, at the end of the day, you know the value of money. Everybody knows how to shop around. We're all very good at it already. And that was one of our Limerick Today listeners ending that piece with Dermot Jewell of the Consumers Association and economist Jim Power. We're joined this morning now by Kel Gallivan, Mrs. Smart Money. Good morning to you, Kel. Good morning, Gillian. How are you? I'm very good. And just listening there to our Limerick Today listeners, she's not wrong. Anybody who is on a tight budget knows exactly where to go for the best value, don't they? 
Absolutely. I think when somebody kind of starts really watching their income and watching where it's going, they slowly but surely get better and better. It's like learning any skill at, you know, hunting out the better bargain, making sure they're getting value and things like that. So, no, she's bang on. So when we're faced with this sort of situation where all our bills are going up and our grocery bills are going up, what is the first thing that we should be doing? The very first is take a big deep breath because when you listen to the, all the stuff that's out there and there's a huge amount of change going on and like um, one of the, the guys talking earlier, he's like, we haven't seen inflation like this in, in many of our lifetimes actually. We've had relatively low inflation and now suddenly there's this huge big wallop and that's a shock to any system on any income. So say first, take a big deep breath because there's loads of big, huge macro things going on that you and I on a daily basis can't control. And then I would say to people, okay, look at your own situation and see what you can control within that. Because what that will do, that will do two things. One is you're going to feel a bit better because you're taking action, you're taking steps, even if they're small steps, to, to kind of take back that control. But you're also going to be getting better value for the money that you do have coming in. And then when you've done that and you've had a look at what you can control. I mean, I suppose the first thing to go is the luxuries, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think, right, definitely balance, right? <laughs> Anybody who's followed me for a while will know I'm all about balance. And I think, look, if you have your money coming in, it is important to know all the bills that you have going out. And you can write them down, list them off, whatever system works for you. And there are loads of different ways of budgeting and managing your money, but you need to find one that works for you. So obviously you have to keep on top of the bills. And they're, I know they're the ones that are rising, but the, the next step is definitely this is a time to be saving as well. So even with a smaller amount or a reduced amount, keep, keep, your, keep the savings momentum going and then there'll be a little bit left over and have that for your luxuries, have that for your fun because you can't take all the fun out of life because then you won't keep to the budget and you won't keep to the systems and you're just not life is just going to be that bit more faded and dull if you don't have nice things. So even if you don't have the meals out and the new clothes all the time, you might have them fewer times. But still, I would say if it's possible to put a little bit of money aside for those things, because that just makes life that little bit nicer. But definitely the very first group that set of bills, I would recommend if anybody hasn't sat down in the last even couple of months or, or even longer, sit down, work through your bills, ring all your providers, try and shop around, uh, you know, change electricity, change broadband, change your TV provider, uh, or just look for a better deal. And you'd be surprised how much you can save per month by doing that. And another big one that catches a lot of people is when you look at your bank account and you, you itemize everything, a lot of people will have maybe little subscriptions or regular payments going out and they might not be using whatever that product is or whatever that thing is. And if you're not using it and you're not getting value from it, just cancel it. Here's and actually a question for you, Kel. Yeah, um, when, when you go through your bank statement, and I have yes. had experience of this personally in the past, but I also know other people have ha- who have it, where they find something and they're not really sure, what was that? I don't know. I can't remember spending that there. I don't recognise the name of that company. And it's often because it doesn't really trigger the memory yeah. of what you... It's the name on the bank statement. Normally, you know, years ago, you went into your bank every so often, either you were lodging or you withdrawing. Now we're doing... 99% of it is being done online. 
If you want to track a payment, what's the best way to do that? To find out, listen, where did that money go? Did I actually spend that? Is that something bogus? Is that a mistake? How does somebody work that out? That is a really good question because there is a rising amount of fraud where things are put on. And I've, I've had anecdotal people, experience of people saying, look, these direct debits were set up, but it turns out it, it was set up in error or or maliciously. So it is worth keeping an eye on things. But definitely give your bank a ring because they'll be able to trace back the time off of the place and have a bit more detail. But also, When's the last time you rang the bank, Kel? <laughs> press one, <laughs> press nine, and then wait for two hours. <laughs> There's, depending, some banks are a little bit easier to get through than others, mm. but they are getting a bit more sophisticated and quite often you can click into that specific item and it'll give you more detail on it that that might help jog a memory or whatever it is. And particularly um, if you do think it is fraud, it is worth ringing and, and trying to get to the bottom of whatever it is. But another way around that, if, if you don't want to ring the bank straight away, I would recommend that people just have a little notebook with them. And as they spend during the day, just write down what they bought and where so that you can compare it back to your bank statement or whatever. And if it's not something that you have spent or you know, if it's a joint account your partner spent or whatever, then you can follow that up and just make sure that it is above board and it is what it should be. Yeah, and it's that's obviously very good advice. And your advice about budgeting, finding a system that works for you, I, I think it's the psychology that often stops a lot of people. I mean, I, I'm quite aware of the right way to budget. That doesn't mean that I do it because uh, I get this knot of anxiety if I buy something that I really feel I probably shouldn't do that. So I don't want to make a note of it because I'll only feel guilty when I look, look at the note later on. Do you think the psychology of how we spend money is a barrier for a lot of people that we just like to put our heads in the sand. Uh, it is. And I want to be fair on people because budgeting, it does have a bad rap, right? People think budgeting is a thing deprivation. They think I'm going to be miserable and they're going to have anything. But the thing is, and this is really important, particularly when you mentioned guilt there, is having, and I would often recommend people that I'm working with, even just have a little separate account that your fund money is in. So that, that thing that you're kind of saying was guilty, that, that piece of clothing, that whatever. But if you put a certain amount each month or each pay period into this separate little account and you can just have that to tap away on things and you don't even have to, once, once you stick within that amount, you don't even have to track it that much or go back to it because it's within that certain couple of, you know, X amount of, of percentage of your income or whatever it is so that you can just tap away guilt-free because money is to be enjoyed as well as using it to build your future. I've heard of the envelope system that involves cash um, for budgeting. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. And is it practical these days when so many people are using, you know, the, their cards or their phones to tap to spend? Yeah, I would definitely say when it comes to any system with budgeting, it's horses for courses. And some people thrive when they have an envelope system. And an envelope system is basically you can have envelopes brown envelopes or fancy envelopes, whatever you want it to be, and you take out the amount of money, so for your grocery shopping or, you know, for the butcher or for what it is, forever amount, and you have your budget, and once, if there's money in the envelope, you can get it, and if not, you just have to wait for the next time that it's filled up, and it's really good for some people who, who like the tangible element of money, and it's really good for sticking within, I have this amount of money for this, and this amount of money for this. With society the way it's going, it is getting more digital. And to be fair, um, some of the banks and things, they are starting to allow you to, if you have two savings accounts, they'll allow you to label them up. So it works like an envelope system and there, some have vaults and some have ways of rounding up for so little ways of divvying out your money. And they're like a virtual 
envelope system. And I think for somebody who kind of struggles a bit when they see a chunk in their current account and they don't have it all kind of defined out, it can be a bit tougher not to spend it. But if you have a vault or something and you're labeling it for the car or for your holiday, you're less likely to dip into it because you know you know, there's a car service coming up or you know you want a holiday and you'll stick within the amount of money that you've allotted yourself to spend. And it just makes it a bit easier that way. Yeah, it's funny. I, I use Revolut for that myself and they have the vault system and you can put a little picture. I have a picture of a beach on my holiday <laughs> saving one um, and a picture of the car on the car one. It just makes it very visual and yeah, uh, it's a handy way of saving up the money that way. But... A listener's got in touch here saying there's a bit of a bone of contention at home um, about what exactly constitutes a luxury and what constitutes a need. Hubby says Sky Sports is absolutely an essential in the house. Uh, She considers it a luxury and he considers her appointments at the hairdresser a luxury where she thinks they're an essential. How do you negotiate that? Yep. That comes up quite regularly. And the way I would view it is like I was saying earlier with that kind of the the fun money, the more flexible money. And once they sit down, and communication is absolutely key with this, Julian. Absolutely, because you don't want one partner thinking ill of the other because one's getting one or the other. No, this is about fairness between the two and making sure that both sides get things they want in a measured way. So you're still saving, you're still paying your bills. But if, if, let's say, he wants Sky Sports, and then she wants, I know, her hair done or whatever, just have a certain amount each month and go, okay, that's coming out of your amount and this is coming out of mine. So they both get what they want, but it's still within that certain amount of budget. And that means they both win and they're both happy. Yeah, I, I Honestly, I don't see them in the same category at, at all. I think getting your hair done is absolutely an essential. <laughs> <laughs> and there are other ways to get your sports fixed than Sky Sports. But obviously it's, it's as you say, horses for courses. Uh, Kel, that old saying, if you mind the sense, the auras will look after themselves. Is that true? If you penny pinch, will you end up better off in the long run? Um. Well, penny pinching is a hard word. I'm not, it's, I wouldn't be spending every single second of every single day worrying about every single cent. I would definitely keep it that you know your bills are going at you, the best value for your bills and then you have your money for living. So it is important to have that balance because you don't want to become totally obsessed with it. But this is why it is important that let's just say you've 100 euro a month just to put a random amount on it for your fun money, for your luxury, for your sky sports or your hair or whatever it is that you enjoy that amount of money guilt-free and then do your best to get the best value for everything else that you buy. And if you don't need to buy it, maybe just, you know, put it off till next month. Like if it is a pair of shoes or if it is something like a meal out, you know, instead of going out for a meal, say every two weeks, go out once a month or something like that so that you're still getting the nice things not giving them up entirely, but you have a balance as well that it's not going to eat into your savings or eat into the electricity bill or anything like that. Okay, well, I'm sure uh, we will be having you on again, perhaps many times in the coming months (laughs) and years, you know, because we're being told this is going to go on for quite some time and people are going to, they're already feeling pain, but I think it's it's really only going to get worse. Kel Gallivan, Mrs. Smart Money, thanks for your advice on Limerick Today this morning. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live.